Calling all creators, welcome to the Creator Landscape Podcast, the podcast that connects you with the most successful creators and industry leaders in the business. And now, please welcome your host, Jake Pearson. Welcome back to the podcast where we explore the creator economy and how you can succeed in it. Our guest today is the co-founder of Arcade Media, who manages the Sidemen and is the founder of Unboxed, the creator show on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. We have Jordan Schwarzenberger from the London, UK, right? Welcome to the creator landscape, Jordan. Nice to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Super excited. Got a lot of crazy questions to ask you. Obviously, the biggest ones are like the sidemen and everything, but we want to save that for later. We want to hear about you and your story and how you sort of, t- where you started in the, the creator economy, the creator landscape, and how you've got yourself to the position that you're in today where you are managing the sidemen and, and working with some crazy talent and you're having your own crazy podcast and everything like that. So Jordan, I want to hear some insight. Like when did you first get your taste of content creation? Yeah, I mean, so to kind of go through, I guess, my, my story to start with, if that's if that's quite a logical place. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I, I've i been uh, working, well, I'm 25 now. I've been working since I was uh, 18. Um, and I started uh, after school when I didn't really want to go to uni. I knew that uni was going to be a waste of time. I had that instinct. It was like mm. a burning sense that it was just going to be miserable. And uh, I, pr- I was proven to be right. But anyway, before I went, I thought, let me find some alternative things to do with my life. I need I need a, a way out of thinking that this is the only path. So I found on, online there was a job called a creative. And I was like, oh, that is that is the job I want. I don't know what it really does, but it's creative. You're coming up with ideas. You're, it, the job description is like being brand activations and ideation, like events. And I was like, this is amazing. What a job. So it led to me going to Lab Bible with the head of the agency uh, at Vice called uh, Ian Richardson. He's a friend of mine. He got the opportunity to go to Laddie, wanted me to come with him. I went, was there for a year and a half. And then from there, I then set up my own um, uh, Gen Z marketing business called Roundabout after having worked with a number of brands and loved my time at Lab Bible. Um, I saw, yeah, did my own thing. Did that for a number of months. And then one of the clients was a company called James Grant, who are like the biggest, we're now called YMU. They were and they are the biggest in sort of TV, especially in the UK, massive management company looking after um, elite talent. And we got on really well and I love working with them through the agency. And then they offered me a full-time job as their chief creative officer, uh, to, which I took. Um, I shut down roundabout to start there in the beginning of 2018. Loved it. Um, and I was there for four years. Um, the opportunity came after four, three and a half, four years um, through a friend of mine, Aaron, who worked in the accountancy division. So he was an accountant, but he was always like accountancy plus. He had to help people with their business management and their you know strategic side of things as well as their finances. Um, and he would always bring me in to sort of talk to some of the talent that he looked after. And we got on so well. I come from the creative side, sort of help with sort of proto management, if you will. He come from the business management side and we just had this thing and it just clicked. And then he went off to manage some TikTokers and me and him were close. And I was always like, bro, like if there's ever an opportunity for us to work together, I would love to. We, want, we need to do it at some point. There will be a thing, whatever that thing will be and then that thing turned out to be he ended up meeting sam um ewins who's our third co-founder of arcade who has been the accountant for basically all of uk youtube for the last decade um he looks after the sidemen from an accountancy perspective and 400 other um, amazing creators not as much anymore now because he's doing this um but he is like number one in youtube accounting and we came together and realized that the sidemen had a huge gap which was that they are immense creators but at the time they had no infrastructure to execute anything beyond 
the content creation and also their clothing brand side and clothing their merch so we came to them and said look guys you're sitting on the biggest entertainment franchise that this country has produced like for this generation this is the biggest opportunity of a lifetime here's here's how you take it and here is a strategy and here's a vision and here's how we, ex- we will execute it and also what do you want to do and how do we you know start going after these ideas that you've had for a long time but never had the team to, to put around so they said yeah let's go for it they voted on all the ideas that they that they liked um and we went from there and it's been two years since we started working with them formally and it's been a lot of fun yeah absolutely do you think there should be like an an order that someone transitions from an individual to a, a small team of people like what what role is probably absolutely essential to get first is it an editor? Is it a producer? Is it someone that just manages what you do behind the scenes to give you a bit of direction yeah. and clarity? What What's the most important yeah. thing? I think it depends on, on where you are as a creator, what sort of content you make, right? If, if what you're making is more production intensive, then probably a producer. If what you're making, and then editors, obviously you can freelance, you probably don't need to in-house them. But an in-house producer, if you're doing a lot of production intensive work where you're making, you're getting sets together and props, whatever, like, yeah, you're going to need that. Um, first probably because editors again there are many freelance editors but not but producers need to be more on the ground it's a it's a more you know full-on job so producer production assistant i think that's a a key one um somebody you can just help to execute um operationally execute your content for you and with you um if you're again if you're a streamer if you're like if what you do is more behind the computer it's probably going to be actually an editor right first it's actually somebody you can clip up who can you know make a shorts channel for you can get syndication sorted for you you know who can um get a youtube clips channel for you as well where you can actually get more again more videos more income so somebody can just get that out for you as much as possible and that's probably going to be an editor or even like a channel manager um but i think yeah the, the for most creators at the very very beginning what i've seen is yeah it's it's having it's having a producer or an editor it's one of the two depending on the style of content you make in-house and then having you know, obviously freelancers supporting where possible, like editors and so on. But I think that's that's the first step. And again, yeah, not everyone can afford that. It takes a bit of time to get the capital to do that. But I think um, it's 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 game-changing. And if you're taking it really seriously, you're going to need some help at some point. You can't do it all on your own. Have you seen any tools that are out there that may be free or low barrier yeah. to entry that might be essential for, for creator to check out if they can't afford to go? and Yeah, for sure. Something? Well, I think like things like... Fiverr are really good just as like a platform. Obviously, it's not um, a tool per se, but Fiverr's great in terms of I've used it a number of times for things like you got you got to go for a few people probably to get like the good stuff. But you know, for um yeah. for things like thumbnails, you can get some decent designers on there um, who are relatively cheap. Uh, if you can get people to sort mixing out for sound, if there's issues with sound, or you know, to do edits for you, like you can get some good people. I mean, I think it's again few and far between, but there are there's some cheaper options on there uh, in terms of tools. Um, Descript has been really good and I use that a decent amount um, as on the podcast side obviously I have a podcast called Unbox which is yeah we talk to elite creators and try and help the next generation of aspiring creators to see into this industry because that's that's why we set it up and we've used Descript a lot for that um, and Descript's really good it sort of helps to automate video editing and captioning because syndication when you're on your own right there's a lot of things you need to syndicate and get out you've got TikTok shorts, reels um, whatever it might be and actually having captions having all of that automated can save a lot of time um so yeah i think i think i, I really like the script i think it's a really good tool um and yeah obviously five is very useful when you're when you're sort of starting out and you need just a few people here and there to help where for, for not too much money um yeah yeah 
you've assisted them with, you know, sideman clothing and everything that's going on, sides, etc., vodka. What about the creator that wants to take that next step into creating like a, almost like a business empire or starting companies like that? How much work has to go into launching those companies behind the scenes? It's a good question. I think, um, I think a lot, uh, you know, these things aren't easy, right, at all. I think having, uh, so, so my, I've got a theory, right, which I've been to thinking about, which is that like the value of creators has come way down. So I think that because TikTok and short form has opened the barrier of entry, it means that anyone can be seen more easily. But the value, therefore, of creators mm-hmm. is lower than it's ever been. It's like any any inflation, right? Or having too much um, supply of a currency, you're just going to destroy the value of the currency or whatever it might be. So I think the currency of creators has actually come down. There are a few exceptions, Cybin being one of them, like Mr. Beast, Beta Squad, Logan, Jessa, like people who are like really big and top of their game um, and have been for a long time who aren't in that, in that bucket. But those creators who are coming up now are definitely less valuable as pure play creators than this generation before by quite some margin because of this transactional TikTok up and down, like you're, you're hot, then you're not, you're hot, then you're not, you know, people blowing up overnight and then disappearing. One thing I'm really curious about, and I want to hear your perspective on this too. You say it's very, it's getting saturated, like pretty much any man and or person can pick up their phone and be a creator ASAP. Do you, do you see that creating content will just not even be called creating content because everybody's just doing it in a, at a point, you know, in the next one to five years where everyone, if mums and dads, you know, grandparents, you see the, the elder generation are getting on TikTok and creating content. Like everyone's going to be creating content to the point where what, how do you, you're going to have to build that IP from the yeah. start to build a business out of it? Or is the landscape going to shift differently? Where do you see the thing of the creator economy moving in the next five years? So this is my thing. I, I don't know. And, and, and I struggle with it. I think about it a lot, right? Like, because I, I, I do genuinely think, I do genuinely think that we're past the age of a superstar creator. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if it will happen again. I, I really don't. I think we're, we're, we're transitioning out from an era of creator scarcity to an era of creator saturation where if everyone's a creator, what value does it have? If everyone has a million followers, what value does it have? What we do know is that the opportunity on the flip side actually is that because anyone can be seen and get reach, you know, you can be seen and you can go viral. Like the opportunity is super exciting for everyone. But in terms of the dynamic of I'm a creator, this is my living and I'm going to be a superstar. Like I want to be the next X. I don't know how, uh, how that's going to work in this, in this short form world. I don't really see it working. I think it's exciting for brands, exciting for businesses, exciting for individuals, regular people, normal people, great, because actually you can be seen, you can be heard. It's motivation. Social is so exciting now in that sense because you can be found, you can be seen. Mm-hmm. That was not the case five, three years ago, four years ago. It wasn't really the case. It was hard, way harder to grow on Instagram, for example, way harder to grow on, on, you know, on some of these platforms, whereas now <clears throat> because of short form, you know, short YouTube shorts when they when they launched that, obviously loads of people were getting to a million subs like relatively quickly because they were gaming it and they were using the discovery of the platform, the algorithm, which was boosted at the time. So yeah, I see it moving into like everyone becomes a creator, everyone becomes a personal brand, um, and everyone has the opportunity to be seen. Um on the flip side I see I see the end of the superstar creator. Um but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I think because it means it's ultimately more open for everyone 
and that's an exciting opportunity at the same time. And we've had our superstars, like the Sidemen. We've had our superstars. And there will be the odd person who breaks through, I'm sure. It's not like you can't speak about these things too generally. But my general sense, my overriding instinct is that we're moving into that phase of post-superstar creator uh, into a world of, like, creator democracy, where everyone, everyone's a creator, everyone has a shot. Maybe that, I don't know if that's right or not. What do you, what do you think? I don't know, just as we finish this up, the, the the thing that crossed my mind is, okay, there is going to be someone that comes in and completely reverses the whole the whole game. You know, they've seen how we go from long, long form content, we have these superstar creators and how now everyone, the, the value of the currency for being a creator goes down. Someone along the line is looking at this and analyzing this and going to, it's going to flip the yeah. the whole system on its head. I feel like that someone's going to disrupt everything and it's going to change the game again. And it's like, it's, it's I agree. never predictable. Nothing like yeah. the stock market, the housing market, inflation, whatever the world, nothing's predictable. And as much as we'd like to think that um, everyone's going to be a content creator and everyone can make views, like it'll get to a point where everybody feels too. Someone's going to change. Yeah, someone's I agree. Change the game. I agree. And it, then all of a sudden yeah. it's a free for all again. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the next TikTok is what we're, we're like. We're, we're in we're in a new era that's been shaped by TikTok. So the next era will be shaped by something new. It won't be shaped by what currently exists. And what what it is, I I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Honestly, I have no idea. And it, that's also the really exciting thing to look yeah. forward to. So I think we'll leave it at that. Jordan, thank you so much for providing your insights into the creator economy, where you've come from, where you are, where you're heading, and where you see the creator landscape heading. Crazy (laughs) times ahead, but super excited for the ride, man. Uh, Yeah, where can everyone connect with you if they want to learn more about you? So my podcast, if you search up Unbox the Creator Show, um, that should come up again. That's about UK, shining a lot in the UK creator scene, and and, it's been, been a lot of fun. Uh, and then look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Jordan Schwarzenberger. It's a long name. If you type in Jordan SCH, you'll probably come up. And then Instagram, Twitter, and so on as well, Jordan Schwartz. So, yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. I hope that wasn't too like rambly and weird, but you actually got you got me thinking about this stuff. I haven't thought about it. I haven't articulated it properly in a, in a while. So, yeah, I appreciate the conversation and thank you for having me. Thank you to our creators and creative professionals for tuning into this episode. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Catch you somewhere in the creator landscape, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Creator Landscape, the podcast by Creatorland. Don't forget to join Creatorland today and connect with like-minded professionals and creators in the creator economy.